Thanks for listening to the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry, here to help educate, motivate, and put you on the right path to take control of your health through weekly discussions on topics in the medical field, public health arena, and in your community. And now your host, Dr. Barry. All right, how are you doing? Dr. Barry Pierre here, your favorite board-certified internist. Welcome to another edition of Medicine Mondays. And if you are my podcast listeners and uh, devoted fans, I appreciate you for the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry podcast. We are still in the month of June, so we are going to be talking about what? Men's health. And just kind of curing on the theme to last week's episode, if you didn't get a chance, check that out, where we talked about mental health in Black men. This week, we're going to be talking about prostate cancer in black men. And I know some of you may be thinking like, all right, why are we just focusing on black men? I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to explain why. But of course, when you hear kind of the overarching themes, you can apply it to all men. But of course, because of who I am, right, the community that I typically represent, the community patients that I typically take care of, I want to make sure that the black men know I am talking specifically to them when I am. So let's do this. Let's run some facts. Let's run some facts just so you can kind of get a good foundation of why, like I say, we definitely need to focus on black men when we're talking about prostate cancer. So this this is what we should know if you didn't know already. There's a higher incidence of prostate cancer in African-American men. Like that's just far in between. It's not, unfortunately, it's not even close. Not only is there a higher incidence, meaning more people get it, but more people get it earlier than other groups definitely a problem and this is the double whammy so not only do more people get it more people get it earlier but guess what when they do get it they're found to have more aggressive forms so for just a quick layman's term that means that because i'm a black man i am more likely to have prostate cancer i'm more likely to be diagnosed early if i'm diagnosed because you know access to healthcare is still an issue and then if I do happen to get diagnosed, guess what? The type of cancer that I have tends to be more aggressive than other cancers, um, than, than other groups, which means what? That means I have less treatment options to deal with the prostate cancer that caught me earlier, right? So a lot of different ways that I think we should definitely pump the brakes and say, all right, this is why Dr. Barry wanted to make sure that black men knew that he wants them to get their prostate checked one way or the other. Um, high mortality rate again that just kind of goes along with the fact that if i'm being caught if it's if it's being diagnosed in me earlier and what's being diagnosed is a more uh, aggressive form guess what the mortality rate aka the rate that i'm going to likely die from this cancer is going to be higher definitely genetic factors and we've talked about it with a lot of different diseases i'm a big issue when i talk about diseases and family health and making sure you know what your family health looks like is because there's some genetic components associated with prostate cancer that you're not going to know unless you know, hey, you know what? Did dad ever get his prostate check? What about grandpa? What about uncle? What about my brother? Right. These are just questions you have to know in the back of your mind when you're trying to assess your overall health status. A lot of us want us to believe that our health status is specifically based on what we do. And if again, if this is your first time listening or watching the show, I talk about how how much a factor family history plays in it. So something that you have no control of, 
right? We talk about things where genetics, we talk about things like gender, we talk about things like age. These are things you have no control about. No matter what you eat, what you drink, how much you exercise, you have no control of those factors there that play a significant role in our healthcare. So definitely important to understand. Um, we kind of mentioned the socioeconomic standpoint. A lot of people don't have access to go follow a doctor routinely. And if they can't follow a doctor routinely, guess what? That cancer that's going to be diagnosing them earlier doesn't get diagnosed. Definitely a problem for sure. Diet and lifestyle definitely plays a factor. Um, and this is a big one. And one that I've been talking, even when we kind of mentioned like COVID and related COVID related issues is the underrepresentation in clinical trials. When you get a medication that comes out to market, when you get a medication that says, hey, we know this medication works for, you know, 90% of men. If the research and the studies that did the studies on a medication only have, let's say, a sliver of, you know, any group, in particular, African-American men, guess what? We're not even sure if I can extrapolate to say like, oh, yeah, that medication will definitely work. But guess what? When they were testing the medication, there weren't a lot of us in the trials. So it's extremely important. That's why I'm a big, a big proponent of making sure that if we have the opportunity to join these trials, we get in these trials. Like we get represented in these trials because at the end of the day, they're going to market to us one way or the other. Sorry to break your concentration. I know you're probably knee deep into today's episode, but do not forget, check out our Lunch and Learn community store, shop.drbarrypierre.com. Remember to use the code EMPOWER10 and make sure you are leaving us a five-star review, especially on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Thank you. Now back to your regularly scheduled podcast. So whether you're in the trial or not in the trial, you're going to be marketed as if that medication may work best for you. And we know that a lot of times there's certain medications that may work good for one group, but they'll work the best for others. So definitely important to understand. Um, and then again, importance of just early detection. Because you don't have people like me screaming from the rooftops or you have people like me saying, hey, let's talk about prostate cancer, but we're not necessarily focusing on the fact that, hey, black man, go get your prostate check. Like you don't have anyone specifically like calling you out, right? You don't feel like the person's talking to you. Right. But you watch this video, you hear this audio broadcast or someone shares it, which I suspect you guys should do. Right. Especially, especially for especially for my women, especially for my ladies and the women who are following this channel. And, you know, you have a significant other. You have a friend, a family member who you're like, you know, I don't know if he gets his, uh, you know, his regular medical checkups. Let me send this episode to, to him to make sure we, we get him right. Definitely one to, to think about. Right. So definitely early representation early detection is extremely important but you can't have that level of representation unless you know right that there's something to be checking for right so when we talk about the prostate gland when we talk about the prostate gland, i want to i want to kind of understand that and it's a very small gland very small gland um helps produce seminal fluid and nourishes and transports sperm right like that's really the goal of it but the problem is and what we know is that it can be a killer it can definitely be a killer if you are not keeping an eye on it, if you are not watching it, and more importantly, if you are not monitoring the situation. I have a lot of patients who, and let's get it off prostate cancer, deal with what we call BPH, is when the prostate actually becomes enlarged. And how do we know when the prostate becomes enlarged? Because guess what? They start having urinary issues because it actually blocks the tract that allows urine to flow freely. So we hear a lot of people talk about BPH, but we don't hear a lot of people focus on the fact that like, hey, you know what? 
if, if it's enlarging, there might be a reason why it's enlarging. Now, I'm not selling. I'm not because I don't want you to go run off after you listen to this episode and say like, oh, my God, Dr. Pierre said if you have BPH, you have cancer. No, I'm just saying that you always need to be concerned if your prostate is enlarging. If your prostate is enlarging and it may just be enlarging, but it could be enlarging due to cancer. Right. And you have to know that because if you don't, it's a problem. Right. Prostate cancer is one of the most common types of cancers um, that increases with age that we know genetic factors play a role in it. We know that racial factors play a role in it. Right. Like we know these. These are things that, you know, you, you can just quickly Google prostate cancer facts. These are things that will always come up in the conversation. But just because we know about it, just because and I think, in fact, I'm almost sure prostate cancer has its own like week or month. I'm almost sure of it because that is how significant it is uh, for from a cancer related standpoint, from a treatment related standpoint. So let's talk about, again, this proportionate aspect of African-American, just black men in general. Like, like why, again, is Dr. Barry saying, you know what, we really need to talk about this type of cancer here is because, again, it kills us at such a significant rate than our other counterparts that it like to the point where you have certain divisions when they talk about prostate cancer, like every section, every good website will have a a section where they specifically say, okay, prostate cancer and then prostate cancer and African-American men, right? Because that is how much it is damaging specifically to our community. Now, let me tell you, right? Let's because we have to be honest with ourselves. What are some of the reasons uh, why people aren't getting their prostate done, right? Because it starts from the beginning. I remember when I was taking care of patients in my office, fresh out of residency, and they would get of age, right? And when we say of age, what does that mean? Current guidelines right now, depending on where you read, will say that, hey, when a person turns 40 years old, you need to start thinking about prostate cancer or more importantly, thinking about screening for it. Hey, what's up, everybody? It is yours truly, Dr. Barry Pierre, with another commercial break for the Lunch and Learn community members. If you've been asking, hey, you know what? What can I do to get more involved with the Lunch and Learn community? What can I do to get more involved with Dr. Barry? I got something for you. This year, we have launched the Lunch and Learn Patreon community, where you get access to a private Discord, access to live Q&As, Depending on the tier you select, you can even become a producer on the show and choose your next topic that you want to hear and even suggest guests. So I want you to do right now after listening to this episode, of course, is join me at drbarrypierre.com slash Patreon. Check out the different tiers and join me in our private discord today. Some people, right, if, if you listen to people like me, say, hey. If the general public says start looking for it at 40, you might want to start looking for it earlier, especially, especially if you have some type of family history. But if you don't know whether you have family history, guess what? You just think 40 is the age to go. Now, there's some people who will suggest waiting longer. So there's some people who say, no, let's wait till they're symptomatic. I am not those people. Right. Because, again, kind of going back to what we talked about with facts wise, I know that it's likely to hit earlier in black men. It's likely to be more aggressive in black men. It's likely to have less treatment options in black men because it's more aggressive and it's likely to kill us. And I'd rather, I'd much rather us get the prostate cancer when it's at its early stage than it's at its late stage, because that's the problem when you don't get it early. If you do not get it early, guess what? 
In black men, we catch it at a later stage. And again, the later stage we catch it, the less treatment options we have. And we'll talk about treatment options uh, towards the end. So it, again, it just has to deal with just kind of historical aspect as well. We've talked about this here on this show where I understand historically, historically speaking, black men do not trust medicine. I know that. I know that wholeheartedly. And more importantly, I feel your pain and discomfort. You guys, you guys can read like I can read. You guys watch the movies like I watch the movies. You guys understand how historically speaking, medicine's history is littered with the racism, littered with the sexism, littered with so many atrocities specifically to the black community and more importantly, specifically to black men. We know it, right? So we understand why you may be you know, less reluctant to want to get a regular checkup. But the problem is, is that you know, fast forward 2023, our reluctance and our fear is killing us. So we're not winning. Like we're we're not sticking it to the men by saying, I'm not listening to that type of medicine. I don't care about Western medicine, whatever you want to say, right? Because we're the ones suffering from it. Like our families are the ones suffering from it, right? So I understand there's historical context of why, you know, men aren't getting a prostate check, right? I know there's socioeconomic reasons why. I know there's just a lack of awareness because you just don't know. But fortunately, you follow people like me who are not only going to just talk about prostate cancer in general, say, hey, black guy, go get your prostate checked, right? Just so you can look, you don't like look confused in a room when you're wondering who is this guy talking about when he says prostate cancer. Let's talk about some screening tools uh, that are pretty, pretty clear. And pretty simple. There's a simple blood test, y'all. Because I know, and I, I wanted to start with the blood test. Because I know when people hear prostate cancer, they've watched enough TV shows where the doctor, you know, puts a glove on and, you know, tells you uh, to bend over. And that fear, uh, you know, you know, the, the homic, homophobic related fear of a guy sticking their finger up your butt, right, becomes an issue for a lot of people. I understand. I understand. But we can just start out with a simple blood test. Now, is this blood test 100% definitive to say, hey, you know what? You got this blood test. If this blood test is negative or AKA within normal limits, you definitely don't have prostate cancer. No, it's not 100%, but it is a great predictor. So there's a simple blood test, PSA. You guys hear it all the time. And typically when you hit the age of 40, that's when we're checking for a PSA. Like, hey, you know, let me check the PSA. Let me just kind of see where we're at in the baseline and see if I need to move further. But I've always been big on not only doing the screening, but talking to the patient. So not only am I going to do that blood test, of course, I'm going to do blood test, but I'm going to ask you questions. I'm going to ask you questions regarding symptoms wise that may, may, that may make me believe that there's some prostate related issues of concern. Are you, are you having issues where you're going to the bathroom multiple times at nighttime? Are you having issues where you go to the bathroom, you urinate, and then you feel like you're not completely emptying yourself and you got to go back again, you know, 30 minutes later? Right. Are you having issues where I have to be concerned about an obstruction of the pro the, the pathway? Right. And that's where we usually ask these urine related questions. Right. I'm going to ask you those types of questions because I'm going to want to know. All right. Is this something that I need to best to get further? Because, yes, the digital rectal exam is there. Yes, you can do it. A lot of doctors still do it. Right. Because a lot of doctors have the good physical exam skills to recognize, hey, you know what? This prostate doesn't feel smooth because, and they teach us this in middle, middle school, middle school, not middle school, medical school. They teach us this in medical school. 
Like, is this is this a smooth prostate? Is there any bumps? Is there any bumps? Is there anything I can be concerned about? But I'll be honest, a lot of doctors ain't really great at the physical exam skills. It's just not. Let's just be honest with ourselves. They're not, especially if you don't do it a lot. So I wouldn't 100% trust a, a doctor who just does a physical exam and say, okay, nothing's wrong, right? I still would want the blood test to kind of confirm, uh, you know, that's the case there. Um, so again, we definitely check for the PSA. Um, there's some imaging studies that you can do. There's some imaging studies that you can do just to see if there's enlargement in size and everything else. But at the end of the day, um, you know, it's clinical, it's lab. And then if any of those things are abnormal, then we start thinking about biopsies and sending you over to our urology specialist because those are the ones who usually do the biopsies and stuff. So there's a step-wise step process to get to the point where we're testing and screening for prostate cancer. But again, it starts with a simple blood test, a simple blood draw to sometimes get the ball rolling. So imagine you have a, a disease that kills our community much more frequent is diagnosed um, earlier in our community, kills more people in our community, is more aggressive in our community. And because we don't get the simple blood tests, because we don't do the simple checkup, because we're fearful of the system, right? We allow our community to die at a much significant rate than other communities, right? We cannot have that. And when we talk about Men's Health Month, when we focus on diseases like prostate cancer, diabetes, when we focus on what we're focusing on and we look back and say, man, you know what? If I would have just took that $5 blood pressure medication, I wouldn't have had a stroke. If I would have just took that $10 diabetes medication, like I wouldn't be talking about dialysis. Like when we look back at the origin and seeing that if we just had great screening in the beginning, because that's where it's all about. Like you see all of this fanfare now about, you know, getting screening, routine checkups. You see all this fanfare now is because the medical system recognizes like, yeah, we spend a lot of money on the back end. We spend a lot of money on the back end. We don't spend a lot of money on the front end, AKA we don't pay our primary care doctors well. We don't pay our pediatricians well. We don't pay our family physicians well. We don't pay them well. Right. But we pay the people who have to deal with all of the complications because we didn't take care of the stuff at the beginning. Well, like that's a problem for me and in my community, because I see people who look like me die at much more significant rates. I have to do something about that. I have to say something about that. And I have to be a vehicle and engine for the change that I want to see. I'm 40 years old right now. I'm waiting to I have to go get my checkup uh, the next month or so. And guess guess what test is going to happen? Um when it's time for my checkup, because I'm 40 years old, I'm getting that PSA done, right? And if the doctor wants to do a direct exam, go ahead, right? Because my pride is left at the kitchen table when it goes, when it comes to dealing with my health. Like I, my, I don't bring my pride in the doctor's office. That does not happen here. So, and treatment options, again, um, there are surgery, there are chemotherapy, there are radiations, Right. Lots of different treatment options for prostate cancer. The goal is that we don't have to deal with those options. Right. The goal is that the options that we deal with, um, we catch it early. Right. We catch it early because prostate cancer is not one of those cancers that just stays in the prostate. Typically, we see a lot of prostate cancers go out and spread to the bone. Right. Very common because it's spread via the blood system. We see it go and spread to the bone. So now all of a sudden your initial complaint 
is man, I'm having a lot of back pain. Think about that, right? A lot of people have back pain. I don't want y'all to run and say I got prostate cancer, but a lot of people, um, when they, uh, not a lot of people, but a lot of times a, a common clinical presentation is like, I'm dealing with back pain, back discomfort. And then we go to check, we do, we do our routine screening. We say, oh, wow, that's, that's abnormal, right? You shouldn't be having back pain there. And more importantly, your x-ray shouldn't look like that. And then when we go, do our, you know, our investigative work and our detective work, now I have to tell you that you have cancer and it's likely coming from your prostate. Like that's usually how it kind of goes. So extremely, extremely important for us to recognize that the screening is the goal. The screening, the recognizing, the diagnosing early is the goal. Because if we do all of those things, guess what? Our uh, predictability to have a good life afterwards, aka not die afterwards, because goes much more higher, right? Extremely important from that standpoint. So and again, understanding, again, we, we talked about some of the the risk factors associated uh, with it, right? Again, unfortunately, age, fortunately, race, right? Unfortunately, smokers, what? If you follow this channel, any, if, if you see two consecutive episodes of mine, I'm usually going to say don't smoke, right? There's zero, there is literally zero benefit for smoking a cigarette because we know the risk factors associated uh, with this thing. Uh, like cigarette smoking, like uh, there's some uh, concern that alcohol may be a risk factor. We know family history is a significant risk factor, right? There's so many, these are like the big risk factors associated with prostate cancer, right? So we have to, especially when we're talking about managing a lifestyle, you know, in this world where prostate cancer is around, you know, there are some things that we can address, right? Like again, we can't address our age. The older you get, like more likely you are to have prostate cancer. We can't address our gender, right? Because again, all, it only affects men, right? Can't address that. Um, our race, definitely can't change that. Uh, our family history, definitely can't change that because our family history goes with the genetics. But things we can change, um, you know, sedentary lifestyle, uh, cigarette use, alcohol use, drug use. Uh, there are certain um, medications that may play a factor, but nothing specific, nothing that, um, you know, more that, that you take in on a daily basis. Not that. Uh, but there's some uh, issues that may cause you to have increased risk of prostate cancer that we always have to be concerned about, right? But the big thing is just obviously trying to modify the things we can and then work on the things that we can't, right? Have a good diet, exercise, don't smoke, don't drink. Those are the big things we can do uh, to kind of help. Um, and then just kind of just again follow up with your doctor. If you don't get nothing else, get nothing else from today's episode is that I want you to follow up with your primary, get that checkup, especially if you're over the age of 40, get that checkup, get that blood test, right? Even if you don't want the digital rectal exam, but trust me, if you have a blood test that comes back high, you better expect the digital rectal exam to come. Like it's going to happen. Like there's no question that you're not getting it, right? So get, like I said, leave your pride in the car, like get that out of there, right? Let's just be honest, get it out of there. Um, but follow up, get your routine checkup, right? Do not become another statistic uh, or someone who says, man, like, I wish I would just got myself checked earlier. Then I wouldn't have to be dealing with this prostate cancer because it can be a problem. Right. So, again, I'm yours truly, Dr. Bayer Pierre. Thank you for joining another episode of Medicine Mondays. My podcast listeners, thank you for joining another episode of Lunch Learn with Dr. Barry. Remember to check us out. Check out our Patreon. Check out um, our, our Lunch Learn community. Uh, we're on my private group on Facebook. We're everywhere. Just check us out somewhere. I'm going to see you guys next week. Bye. 
Thank you for getting to the end of the episode. I am yours truly, Dr. Barry Pierre, favorite board-certified internist. Like always, remember to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a five-star review, and more importantly, share this to at least two of the five of your friends and family members that you know that could be empowered with the words that you heard today. Again, so appreciative of all you guys' support. See you guys next week.